0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode twenty-one of the Switchaboo Podcast. My name is Alex Harding. I'll be your host once again, which is always nice. Um uh, but today, as always, I'm joined by my co-host Nathan Rudge. Greetings. And the cynical guy, Jake Mouncy. Hello. And today we've got a we've got quite a packed news episode this fortnight, so looking forward to getting stuck into that because fair bits happen. But as per usual, we're gonna get started with what we've been playing. Um, Nathan, why don't you start us off with your facts first up and go from there?
1: Okay, I figured because Halloween's coming up right after this episode, I'd go with Luigi's Mansion. Love it. Uh, So, I've gone one from each game. So, with Luigi's Mansion 1, if Luigi confronts King Boo before capturing all the portrait ghosts, he will say, I will not give up my favourite decoration. I like Mario just where he is. It's a reference to a uh, Return of the Jedi, where Han Solo is trapped in carbonite with Jabba the Heart saying, "I will not give it my favourite decoration." I like Captain Solo where he is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Nintendo doing a Star Wars reference. Yeah. Um. What was it? Luigi's Mansion, uh, Dark Moon, or Luigi's Mansion Two? I love Dark Moon. Yeah. It was a. It was a takeaway, like because it was completely different. With you know, you had to go to different mansions. Yeah. I did like that. So if you take the first letter of each of the mansions, gloomy manor, haunted towers, old clockwork, secret mine, treacherous mansion and scarescape scraper, it's ghosts. <laughs> Very clever, Nintendo. And apparently that also connects to the Professor's like training ghosts or whatever, something I remember seeing that somewhere, but it's not on this link. Which also says ghost. And then the Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, In the hallway of the 8th floor Paranormal Productions, there are posters that reference past titles that Next Level Games have worked on, which is a poster of Mario about to kick a soccer ball for Strikers, a poster of King Boo and Luigi for Dark Moon, a poster of overhead silhouette cast of Mario Strikers Charged, which, great game. (laughs) <laughs> and a poster of Little Mac and Doc Lewis and Mr. Sandman for Punch-Out. I did find the Punch-Out ones. Yeah. Uh, with Luigi Sucks the Last Poster, it will be revealed a green boxing glove that resembles Little Mac's.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, that's fun.
0: Mm. Yeah. I remember doing that. I'm like, oh, Punch-Out love.
1: And that's the uh, facts for this week. Or Fortnite. Uh, moving on to what I've played. I'll start off because I know the um, embargo will be done by this time. Mm. Hermitage, which is the Strange Coast Files game. Yeah, Hermitage Strange Coast Files. It's kind of like Phoenix Wright, with, you know, you do the whole investigation visual novel style, Mm. but put it in like a kind of Call of Cthulhu mythos style world. It's very more dark and... It's interesting. Mm, it looked interesting when I had it. A... It's it's pretty good so far. It's just, yeah. I didn't realize we were also getting it at the same time as a, the PC release. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's, that happens yeah. more and more recently, which is good. Yeah, yeah. switch a simultaneous release, but yeah, it, it's actually pretty interesting if you're into visual novels and like you know that dark you know Cthulhu mythos, mythos uh, kind of genre. Definitely one to get. I'm looking at the screenshot. We'll
0: talk about it a little bit more later on. Yes, um that's why I was kind yeah. of keeping it rough. <laughs> mm. But I, I, I just have to comment. The there's the screenshots look like Persona. There's so many Persona references and like nods I can see. <laughs> With just the art just, style and stuff. just
2: because the art style looks nice doesn't mean it's Persona reference. <laughs> not just,
0: it's not the art style. It's the specific in the top left hand corner, like the, where it says case files. If you're looking at that one, uh, oh
1: with oh the God. the alternating colored like uh, background on each one.
0: Yeah, it's very
2: Persona. Uh, it's on the first one. Oh right, because you... yeah, you got a link down here on the thing. Hold up, I was. Searching it manually. So if you go itself, on the
1: Nintendo website or on the eShop and look at the um <laughs> the screenshot images that they put up, you can see where it says case files and it does have that very you know,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the uh like the uh the cutout letters kinda of thing yeah. yes. that you know people use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For like <laughs> mystery things. I think it's more inspired by that than by Persona, but you know. <laughs> I'm going with it. Leave me alone. <laughs> He's trying to cover himself yeah
1: um other than that i didn't have a lot of time to play much so i kind of just started playing stardew valley expanded mod on the pc
2: cool it's pretty good nice it's like a good game with more stuff yeah of course it's yeah good
1: they've um they've added like three additional farms that like you know add to the area you've got more like more npcs to go around I haven't I've barely started, I'm only I think like five days in, so haven't been able to explore much, but like so far it's pretty good. That's cool. Definitely recommended. You're you definitely it. our
0: you're definitely our Stardew Valley go to guy. I mean it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've put a lot of time into it. Yeah, you have. And that's exactly why. Yeah. I will get and... around to it eventually, but my god, it looks like such a time sink
1: it's an addictive time sink yeah cuz what happens is you end a day and that's when it saves mm. and then you get up and you go okay let's have let's you know do a quick little you know look at what letters I got you know see if it's raining today or tomorrow and whatever go do your watering and oh i've already started the next day basically <laughs> cuz it and saves and you straight away wake up there's no like okay quick game kind of thing yeah, okay. It's got that addictive cycle. It looks, it looks pretty cool. Oh, it is. But other than that, the uh, only other thing I got to really play this week was a bit of Smash Bros. and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on Friday at a friend's house.
0: Gotta love Mario Kart 8. Can always get back yeah,
1: to it. We did um, a 12 round uh, cycle with three people. So, you know, each one of us got four. Four choices. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, keep it even with, you know, who got to pick at whatever, like, stage. So we went, okay, the smallest you can do is 12. Okay, we'll do this one. Good fun, though. Like, just chuck it on, have fun with friends, As long as you know you're not overly better than them. Yeah. (laughs) Although it is really good when you're a solid, like, 30 seconds ahead of everyone. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, I've I've brought Mario Kart 8
0: around to friends as well, and, like, it's... I don't want to, you know, try to... I want to try to maintain a little bit of modesty, but I... Because I play games so much, it's bringing bringing Mario Kart 8 around, and you're right, you're about 30 seconds in front of everyone. It's just kind of like, uh... I'm just kind of you know doing my own thing now and then everyone else isn't having fun because they can't catch up to me
2: yeah it's why i can't play crash team racing with anyone yeah because you get (laughs) too good at something it's just like
0: oh it's not fun anymore
2: (laughs) yeah but uh, like uh
1: the person i played with we have a very very like close like skill level yeah that's good but like there's certain tracks where you know obviously they're better than other tracks where i'm better but like the one that he had to actually practice and practice to try and catch me mm. was the Mario Circuit one. Where it's like two figure eights where you go upside down. Uh, yeah, that you. one. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I had it where I could, you know, nail every corner and everything. If I don't get hit, I was for a while there sitting a solid minute ahead of him. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, it's good fun good fun to have just no cheeseland <laughs> <laughs> yeah please god no
0: cheeseland i hate that one um i I feel like that's why mario party and mario, i'm looking forward to mario party superstars because like it adds a little bit of luck element to it which is which i find is is good um you so it, say that yeah you say mario that. party is nothing but luck
1: <laughs> but the, if you're really good at all the mini games you're gonna win
0: that is true, unless you land on a chance. I'm just thinking of like the first first couple of Mario Party games. Land on a chance and all Chancer. your stars go. <laughs> it's a nightmare fuel. Oh, uh,
1: that's fun though. <laughs> yes, losing all your stars after two hours of gameplay. No, no, watching someone else lose
0: their stars. Watching someone else lose their stars. Yes, that is that is fun. Yes. <laughs>
1: Uh no, no, J- that's that's me for the week for Fortnite. Love it.
2: Love it. Jake, what have you been playing? So yeah, I'm gonna get the big one out of the way. I've been playing uh Sora in Smash Bros. Uh Love he that. Is, yeah, he is amazing. He is broken, not bayonetta on launch day broken, but kinda close. Uh <laughs> I am I am absolutely amazed that Sakurai and his team have managed to make Sora like control better than he has since like Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm. Like he controls way better than any other character that has been made uh by the Osaka team. It's incredible. <laughs> that is in- that is amazing and also sad at the same time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and but, then you have
2: uh, yeah. what was it? How ridiculous he is when you fought Ventus? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh I I, I shot a clip of my stream like when I uh checked him out for the first time. This was like literally the second battle of the stream I was going through his uh his spirits and all that. I I beat the spirit for Ventus in like half a second with a single combo. It was it was just not fair. Die. Yeah. L- l- like I said, Sora is kind of broken. Not Bayonet- uh, yeah, Bayonetta on launch day, if levels broken, but kind of close. He's, <laughs> uh, yeah, just his ability to combo from, like, just aerial combo to his up special to his side special, that's just, like, instant death. It's that's crazy, stupid, but yeah, it's like, <laughs> as, as usual, the inclusion of the character and is just, like, incredible. They've done a great job, just. Like, they've done all their research just uh, representing all the other characters from the franchise. That's Disney, fun. Disney characters. Yeah, not the Disney characters, unfortunately, because, you know, Disney. Though That being said, as I pointed out on said stream, uh, Disney's name is in, you know, the legal jargon on the title screen. So that's weird to say. Mm. But, um, what was I going to talk about? Oh, you <laughs> you blocked me. You blocked my train of thought. Uh, right, 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 right. It I, I do find it very interesting that um uh, he was released 13 days exactly after his announcement. Which, uh, if you know anything about Kingdom Hearts, the number 13 shows up a lot. Yeah. So I th- this is either a coincidence or this is Nomura trying to tell us that, hey, this is actually canon to Kingdom Hearts considering where kingdom hearts is going in the uh in its current direction that it's might be a, that might be a possibility <laughs> which is really weird to say oh god but uh kingdom but, yeah. hearts nintendo edition <laughs> yeah mushroom kingdom hearts is a thing now <laughs> uh that that one april fools gag from like a decade ago is now real that's funny <laughs> uh anyway uh moving on uh i i got to play the new enhanced edition of no straight roads that came out on steam uh just a couple of days ago i like it like it's it's you know it's a fantastic game that i'm obsessed with but with more stuff of course i'm gonna like it but in reality it really should have just been an update it really should have just been like a free update that they put out on, you know, the console versions and stuff. Not but not enough yeah, content. Not enough
1: content. Like, have they said they're going to be releasing that stuff on the console versions, or is no? It only the no, Steam it's version? only
2: it's only on the Steam version, which is very unfortunate. But uh, yeah, the I believe the reason that they uh, did that is because they had a lot of trouble actually uh, updating the game on the Switch it's like the switch version still doesn't even have the christmas remixes yeah so that's mm, that's a shame but uh yeah uh what they did add though is actually really cool like they've uh changed how some of the boss fights work with like the attacks are more telegraphed because the game has a uh like the game's most difficult mode is uh perfect parry mode so you have to like you can only damage bosses by parrying their attacks back at them and if you get hit once that's it. And uh a lot of the a lot of the attacks were really difficult to actually see coming or like their area of effect and stuff so they fixed that a bit. Uh they've added new remixes for every uh, every boss fight. Uh some standouts are uh versus Yinu and of course versus Tatiana. Like the two best songs of course they're gonna have the best remixes like they even had the best christmas ones they do they really do but like um yeah i i think like my personal favorite is the new tatiana remix it 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 changes the whole theme from like edm versus rock to chiptune versus metal which Mm. is so cool like yeah Nathan you got to listen to that after this podcast it is so good <laughs> yeah i have not had time to actually listen <laughs> it, to it it is, is so good it is so good but uh, uh another thing that they did is um uh they actually like they had a live stream about like a month or two before like they actually released it like to announce like hey it's coming on steam and it's going to have more stuff uh they announced that they were also going to like let fans uh put their own fan art into the game so like they had like this little cutouts so, like if you put uh fan art into this little cutout make it fit in there uh we'll have it plastered all over the game world so you can collect them and stick them on your guitar case and stuff like that in the end they ended up getting like nearly 600 entries God. yeah there's like the entire game world is just plastered in fan art now There is some amazing fan art. (laughs) It is, oh, it's it's incredible. And, uh, they also have, uh, another thing specifically for the fan art. I, I haven't gotten to check it out yet, but I, actually, I don't even know if it's ready, but, uh, they said in, you know, said live stream that, uh, they, uh, uh, they're, they're either partnering with like an app or they're making their own app where, uh, you can actually scan the fan art with said phone app and it will uh, redirect you to the artists like Twitter and Instagram accounts. Okay, that's really good. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> that is really cool. But uh, yeah, like I said, great game. Good, uh, good update, but really should have just been a free update. Kind of a shame I had to pay like another 30 bucks for a game I already owned just for a slight update. I still enjoyed it. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. And last thing that I'm allowed to talk about, uh, I reviewed a game called <laughs> a Henchman Story. This was uh, this was something very different to what I usually play and review. And uh, we hen- talked about it on the stream last, uh, on the podcast last time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Henchman Story is really good. So yeah, Henchman's Story is a uh, is a visual novel. I don't really play visual novels. In fact, when I do play visual novels, I usually get bored of them like two or three hours in. Henchman's Story, as I said in my review, I love so much I played it twice. And you're playing it a third time. Yes, I am. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, a thing that I do with the games that I review is I play them on stream. So uh, yeah, I went to check out... Uh, uh, sh- yeah, I went to the show people Henchman's Story. Uh, Nathan, you are there. How yes. good is how good is the writing in that game? The writing is re-
1: like very like impressive for like something of that like what you'd expect. Like you wouldn't expect something like that well like crafted.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is like it has no. Like, it shouldn't be as good as it is. Like the, and writing, the voice acting. Oh, yeah, the voice acting is incredible. My favorite character, which is, uh, like the new henchman that is, uh, that you're meant to be helping out. Uh, her name is Kate. She is voiced by, um, I can't, I can never remember her name because it's something I can never pronounce. But, uh, she voices Nessa from the Pokemon anime. I think it's in the, um, the Pokemon shorts. Yeah, yeah, she voices Nessa in the Pokemon shorts. I don't know if she's actually shown up in, like, the latest thing in the anime, but... Uh, in Twilight Rings. Yeah, yeah, she, uh, she's, she's incredible, like... like Anna her, Iris her...
1: Quinois.
2: Yeah, uh, that's, that's gonna be the closest to how we're gonna yes. get it. <laughs> it's butchered, <laughs> it, but... Yeah, it, apologies if we butcher your name. But, um, yeah, she really does, like, the best job in my opinion, out of anyone in that cast, which is like it's a tall order. Every character is voiced fantastically. <laughs> like uh like I finished off this stream showing off uh a optional chapter that I purposely did not do with doing my uh doing my review because I wanted to show my reaction on stream. Uh, that said optional chapter is, uh, you play D&D.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. So, swords and Sorcery.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get, like, a, uh, you get a choice. It's like, oh, you you got, like, an optional, uh, like, villainy gig from, like, your new boss. Do you take that, or do you continue on with your regularly scheduled game night? And, yeah, you, you check that out, and none of your regulars show up. Uh, Kate and your supervisor shows up because, you know, you, uh, you invited them and then out of nowhere, both the villain that you work for and the new villain that you just brushed off to play, uh, to play D&D show up as new players. So you're in like the most stressful game of D&D ever. And it is so obviously written by people who have played tabletop games like this. It's phenomenal. It like is...
1: it's four brand new players.
2: It, it's four brand new players all playing the most edgy over the top characters ever. Nothing gets done. It is bloody hilarious. <laughs> That's oh, like like one's a min-maxed rogue <laughs> who who is brood and then we've got the brooding dark paladin. Yeah, you got the brooding dark paladin. You got the- like, Who's over overly
1: the- descriptive.
2: Yeah, the o- <laughs> the overly descriptive, like, edgy paladin. You got the wizard who is so full of himself, he, like, just kind of eats up the scenery. You got the, uh, the- Yeah, you got the cleric who has never played before. Who's just playing himself. He's <laughs> just playing themselves, and is- Just doesn't know what to do, he's just messing around. And you got the, uh, the Min Maxing Murder Hobo. It is an absolute mess, but it's like an ab. It is a highlight of that game. I highly recommend playing Henchman Story. It is an absolutely fantastic visual novel. And that is the games I've been playing this fortnight. That is amazing. <laughs> Check it out, please. I highly suggest it.
0: It, it, it i've added it to my wish list like i yeah. i'm not i don't usually the type of person to play visual novels but it's it's one that yeah it's definitely been on my yeah on my list and i think it's it's going to be one of like one of those sleeper hits for us yeah i think yeah you know, come game of the year discussion because like and i know that's probably a big call but it it's gotten nothing but fantastic praise for I us i mean it yeah. could
1: possibly get story of the year like the writing of the year yeah if we do that that's the topic
0: I think in that case, I'm definitely going to have to play it beforehand. I think there's going to be a lot of things I'll have to play that everyone else has played so I can dive into the discussion. I might look to set that up soon, because I think we're having game of the year discussion soon. Yeah, yeah. We are, because
1: we're about to hit November.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, also, also, shout outs to Silk and Sail, the guys that made Henchman Story for chilling out my review for it. So, you guys are cool. (laughs) They are cool. They're
0: very cool, and t- well, Top Hat Studios as well, being the publisher. Yeah, yes, yes, definitely. Um, so moving on. So, I mean, I'll I'll tackle mine. I'll go through mine uh relatively quickly. So, uh, I, for- I actually for- forgot to mention this last episode. I've been playing Uncited. Um, I've been working on the review for that one, but it came. out... Funnily enough, it actually came out on the thirtieth of September, and I got it at launch. The reason why my review is taking so long, one, I had Metroid Dread, um, which I'll talk about in a sec, but Uncited, I. I got about four hours into the game, and I was a bit because there's a there's a bit in it. There's a whole mechanic in it where you collect what's called media dust, uh, meteor dust, and what that can do is because every character in the game has uh, like a a, it's basically a countdown in certain amount of hours, but it's like one hour is equals to one minute. So, for example, the the guy the the Smith might have two hundred hours left to live and you have to give him meteor dust so he keeps living but all the characters have their own different and they all like they have their own different countdowns and are all at different spots and it got very very anxiety inducing for a game that's like you know like kind of a hyperlight drifter it's probably the best way i can put it um wrote up a whole thing about it saying it's very anxiety inducing Love the sto- love the gameplay the story's a bit tropey um but loved everything and then 5 hours into it i realized you could turn that feature off all right so i wrote yeah i wrote like a full review with it in mind and then i realized it's optional and i'm just like oh so now i've got to redo it all and yeah so start again yeah pretty much but i'm i'm honestly with Unsided leading towards an eight or a nine it's it's actually fantastic if you like um like the Hyperlight drifter zelda top down zelda kind of games with dungeons and whatnot um the main my main gripe with is it story it's very very cliche in a lot of ways collect yeah. the five collect the five crystals to save the world kind of kind of tropey well never but, heard that before exactly but aside from that it's fantastic and would absolutely recommend it i finished metroid dread i'm not going to say too much in terms of spoilers but that game it redeemed itself in the ends i gave it an eight out of ten my review of that is up now um Mainly my, my main criticism is the Emmys. So I I thought about it during uh whether it's adds to the gameplay or is a detriment to it. While it does have its good qualities to mix things up a little bit, overall I just pun intended dreaded go like going to those bits, but not for the not for good reasons. Yeah. I was just yeah. Like,
2: from 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 what I've heard it like it it doesn't really enhance the gameplay in any form. It kind of, like, slows the pace down. It does. And, like, forces you to, like, okay, now we got, like, this segment. I was I was hanging out and, you know, collecting my upgrades and all that. Now I got to deal with this. All right. Seatbelts on. <laughs> exactly. And
0: some of it's, like, the detection ratio, like, detection radius of the Emmys is ridiculous. Like, you'll ent- you enter in a new room and take one step and they've already detected you. And it's just like, like, and Mm. towards the end, I was just running to the end because I was like, I could either try to be stealthy and try to do this, or I could just try to run to the end. And eighty percent of the time, I would just get there, you know, if I just sprinted. Mm. So I'm like, well, I'm not being stealthy, so it's kind of defeating the purpose of the game. Aside from that, though, the game is incredible. The atmosphere is Metroid to a T. Um, it's it's smooth as butter. The like Samus controls the best she's ever controlled. Um, the 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 final twist at the end is pretty cool. The final boss itself is incredibly hard, but like really rewarding. Not hard to the point of impossible. Um, it's just a really good challenge. And yeah, the game itself as a Metro game is incredible. But yeah, that one little bit, it, it can't be an eight, or it can't even be an it can't be a ten, or it can't even be a nine. I reckon. So I stuck with eight
1: a high eight but an eight nonetheless I, I saw an article that like was like oh samus doesn't have enough like you know emotional development in the game and like everyone that was commenting on it was like are you serious yeah like at this point she's a battle-hardened mercenary this is what she should be like yeah. Mer- like you know metroid's not meant to be a you know story driven game it's meant to be you're
2: a badass in space yeah, exactly. And all that did is bring out all the people that, like, defend, like, Metroid Other M. And yeah. just all the dumb things that that did. Trying mm-hmm. to be, like, an edgy story, like, about Samus, you know, like, getting to her battle-hardened kind of thing. It's just like, go away.
0: <laughs> I I mean, I, I did not have one single complaint about the story or about the characterization of samus she was in like her character is incredible in that in the fact that like it's just a it's just a little thing sometimes it's i remember one boss and i actually posted this to our twitter um it was like a fun little clip where she takes down an enemy and she's like going up to you know do the final shot and she's just staring at it and like staring at the, the boss and then just charges up a cannon like it's, it's just the most bad, like the badass way she does it in that she doesn't even flinch. And then she just like casually walks uh, to the side of screen. It's, it's just really cool. Like, yeah. um Whoever wrote that article has clearly never played much Metroid.
1: I remember seeing something, uh, apparently like she like basically ghetto stomps an enemy or something as well. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she does. <laughs> yeah. She's,
0: she's no mercy in this. She's, she's had enough of everything in the in the previous games and she's like yeah i'm just here to i'm just here to kill stuff uh last one i've been
1: two bubblegum and she's all out of bubblegum
0: no more bubblegum for samus uh last one i've been playing is jars so this one is a 2d 2d tower defense game with like ladders akin to donkey kong like the classic donkey kong games Um, um The idea is that you click on the jars to open them. Some um some of them you know are gonna be allies, some of them you know are gonna be enemies, and some are random, so you have to kind of set up your um your spots and your allies and all these and they all have like different movement options. It's it's pretty cool. The the art style is very, you know, nineteenth century gothic, um, like Tim Burton esque, which is which is always quite fun. But it does have weird difficulty spikes every now and then where like, and again, I said this in a review, I gave it a seven out of 10. Um, it's It's got great, um, it's got great pace until like you can go through like five or six levels in a row, but then you will get up to one that is just incredibly difficult for no apparent reason and it will just take you forever to get through. And you can't skip levels or you can't go alternate paths. So it's yeah, and it just comes to grinding halts. So which is which is quite disappointing. But other than that, it is it is a good game if you can get through those bits. And it's got a hero mode as well, so you take over one specific hero. But eh, I kind of I kind of found that it kind of defeated the purpose of the game itself. But it's neat. Seven out of ten. It's a good game, just not a great game.
1: It's a solid game.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but moving on, so that was what we've been playing. We'll go over to the news. But first up, as always, we'd just like to have a bit of a chat about our Patreon. For just $1 per month, you can get this podcast two to three days early. It all goes towards supporting the website, paying our writers, and keeping everything running. Also, if we reach $100 per month, we if we hit that goal, we'll make the podcast a weekly show, which would certainly help out because there's a lot of news to cover this fortnight in this episode, and being able to split that in half would certainly help. But let's go sure into... It would. Yeah. Let's go into the first one. Square Enix say they're undecided on native Kingdom Hearts ports, which is a bit, a bit of a nothing statement. But Jake, what do you think about that?
2: Uh, hmm. I, I hope we get them. I hope we get them. But like, considering like what they're saying like here is like, yeah, like you said, it's a nothing statement. But yeah. like, they're they're also talking about you know the switches like storage capacity like being kind of and like being trouble for like possible ports and all that it's i i want it to happen but i still don't think it might yeah i can't (sighs) see
0: i I honestly can't see it happening and yet and that is something to consider i suppose with the the switch's memory and whatnot but i don't know it's the at
2: least the at least one and two yeah because like the uh the one point five and two point five remixes and all that, like that's that's over half the franchise just yep. shoved into like one game. Like, so yeah, I can kinda see why they're saying like the Switch is, yeah, Switch's hardware isn't good enough to fit that in there. Despite, you know, the the their games from the PS2 era. <laughs> but like uh, It's it, it's the this, this whole thing of just like the cloud version announcements is just it's it's just eaten at my soul as a yeah. Kingdom Hearts fan. I, I I wanted a handheld version of, you know, just Kingdom Hearts One which technically we got but it's it's card game, it's on the GBA, <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this franchise, I love it, but it hates me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's it's a it's a love hate relationship with
1: with this franchise, that's for sure. It's yeah. The like they say, you know, there's the memory thing, but you know, you also look at, you know, some of the other games that have been ported over there, like if you just say you need a memory card to get this, like I think it was a NBA two K nineteen when that came out, they're like, Oh you need a memory card to play this game. It's like people understand. Yeah. But like you just have it on a sticker on the like the box or something, and they're like, "Yeah, you, you just you need a memory card for it." Like there, there yeah. is ways around it. Yeah, you just work with it. That's and, you know, it. Stronger games have been like more graphically intensive games have been ported over really well. Mm. Witcher Three. That's yeah. what I was about to point out, which yeah. we will talk about later on.
2: <laughs> it's always the go-to, <clears throat> isn't it? Witcher Three yeah because that game has no right to be on the switch
0: no exactly and yeah it's the it's the go-to for everything like you know companies say oh we can't do it it's too big and all that like you can't say anything if witcher 3 and all of its dlc is available on switch there's no there's no reason why you can't i mean
1: look at the thps like port yeah that's really solid and stable yeah yeah and and people
0: know that they're not getting the best possible experience on Switch, and that's okay. We know They that.
2: want it
1: handheld. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
2: Yeah, we know the trade-off. It's like, yeah, it's not going to be as good, but we can play it wherever we want now.
1: Exactly. We can be unsociable outside. <laughs> and isn't that the dream? I mean,
0: yes. yes? The, answer, <laughs> the answer is definitely yes. Animal Crossing Direct reveals final major update for free and Happy Home DLC. So this one, I yeah, I think we're all in the same boat with Animal Crossing. We're kind of, you know, we're probably not the best group to ask about Animal Crossing. I, I, this
1: got me. I was like, I might actually jump back in. You reckon? I might because, like, it, it. like, the, fi- the final major update itself is really, really, like, really intensive with how much stuff they're adding. Mm. And then the Happy Home DLC looks actually pretty fun.
0: Did you play Happy Home Designer on the 3DS? I didn't. Okay. Didn't no- Neither did I, but I see, I saw um, bits of it. I remember Shell was playing it, and, you know, I saw, you know, bits of gameplay. It looks... If you like those kind of games, like, it's very much...
1: It's the interior uh, design aspect of it.
0: Yeah, it's very much uh, Sims like yes. in terms of in terms of that interior designing mechanism, and with with a with an Animal Crossing, you know, motif and spin, which is you know people love. So for for anyone who loves either of those or both of them together, this is an this is an amazing update. Exactly. Yeah, and it's also included in the new expansion
1: pass for Nintendo Switch Online, which I didn't see coming. No, and that's what I'm wondering, if that's going to be a continuing feature.
0: Yeah, yeah, so like Hyrule Warriors DLC and um, I don't know, Breath of the Wild DLC, like all these, all these DLCs that come in the future, is that going to be tied with Nintendo Switch Online Expansion
1: Pass? Or do they, you know, bring out previous DLCs that they've released, you know, months ago and be like oh hey you've been you know you've played these games why don't you you know you can have the splatoon dlc
2: yeah yeah yeah. that would that would actually be a really cool idea it's just like looking at this announcement it feels like it feels more like they've added the dlc to justify the price let alone Mm. uh yeah uh, yeah instead of you know like oh let's uh you know like, yeah, it's going to be more expensive because this is in. It's like, no, that's clearly not what's going on here. Speaking of the price, it's in some cases over
1: 100%. I think in America, it's the worst price increase, which is where you're getting a lot of the outrages from the Americans because I think it went from like $20 to $50 US. Yeah, it was, it was more than double.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh...
1: They They got a big jump in price over there. And that then just
0: says more. I mean, I've got a family pass split between like seven, uh, not seven, maybe like four or five others. Yeah. So 110 Australian, I think it is, divide that by five. It's like 20... 22. 22.50. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, exactly. $22 per year. Which, that's not that bad. That's amazing for everything. Yeah. I mean, at the Animal Crossing DLCs how much is that it's a lot more than 22 i know uh,
1: i will quickly google
0: that while we discuss cool um but yeah so that would pay for that there which is really cool um it's it's interesting they talked a little bit about if you've suspended your um your nintendo switch online expansion pass as well what happens with that dlc so you can still continue to access certain things. Anything no, that
1: you've transferred but... over to your main island, you can access, but you can't access the Happy Home Island, uh, like area specifically.
0: Mm. Which is which is cool. Which is like, at least um, you still uh...
1: get to keep the stuff you've got. It's not like it's going to steal it away from you. Yeah, or you just
0: have like, what is that like the the JPEG error icons yes.
1: on everything? <laughs> uh, also, price is thirty seven fifty Australian. Okay, so that's... Which, that's, yeah, you... 40 bucks for a DLC. Yeah, it's not cheap. But then it, again, it's like, functionally like said, it's... functionally the same thing as Happy Home Designer, where it was a full separate game. It's just using it in its own... It's using the New Leaf uh, engine. Yeah, exactly. What? I
0: think the the outrage with the expansion pass at the moment is that it's... It doesn't feel like it justifies the price increase, yes. but I think Nintendo kind of drops the ball in saying exactly what all of this is going to include. In saying like, oh, you're going to get nine, nine Nintendo 64 games and some down the, some more down the track, and Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive games that you can already b- already buy multiple different ways yeah. on the Switch and every other console known to man. It's kind of like, eh, that doesn't justify the cost, but when if they communicate a bit
1: more on what we can expect, I think it would go down a bit better. But on the other side, it's just an extra thing. If you don't want it, you don't buy it.
0: Well, that's exactly right as well. I mean, people are already complaining about the, the original Nintendo Switch online, but people complain about a lot of things, so. Yes. <laughs> But I understand in that the, the main feature of Nintendo Switch Online is just that, the online feature, which isn't yes that great to begin with.
1: That's the problem.
0: Yeah. And they're focusing more on, you know, oh, you can get this, you can get that, you can play these games. It's like, maybe look at, f- at fixing your online first.
1: Yeah. And then we'll go from there. But yeah, this is Nintendo. And, you know, you could, you know, have an in-game chat. System. Yeah, not that
2: dumb mobile phone app barely works,
1: uh, which has been
0: deleted. Yeah, oh, it's been discontinued. You can't access it. Oh, really? The app I anymore. didn't even
2: know that. Yeah,
0: they did that. Yep. I think about six months ago, and I, I, yeah, it uh, wasn't that long. Didn't ago. Didn't use it once.
1: Yeah, it's. I used it for Splatoon two specifically. That's it. Yeah, right. Because you could buy stuff on there, like for the game. Ah, oh. like you could buy costumes. I didn't even know that yep
0: that's funny but it was it was
1: literally only that and animal crossing i think which had their own in-game things like there was like oh you could you know have own in-game things but they didn't really expand on it so it's like oh okay yeah so they come up with these ideas and then they kind of just drop it yeah it's a bit of a downer uh, Metroid
0: Dread has sold 87,000 copies in Japan within its first week and is the highest grossing in the first week of the franchise. It did drop down to second place in Japan uh, in the second week, but still, you know, being second in its second week in Japan for Metroid is still quite an achievement. And it's apparently, last time I checked, and this was like a week and a half ago, it was like seventh or something around there in the UK in total sales and it didn't even include digital. So Metroid and I I've said this many times, Metroid Dread will be this the series best selling Oh Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely.
0: Oh, 100%. And I think that's what uh th- that's what the Switch has done to a lot of to a lot of franchises. We're seeing so many articles that are like this is the best selling version, like this is the best selling entry in this franchise and that just it's just happening. More and more. I think Pikmin Three Deluxe did that for the franchise as well.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So it's just happening more and more. Metroid it like this is such a huge news bit though, because it's specifically Metroid. Metroid has always struggled with sales and Nintendo've always wanted to do something with it but have always been apprehensive because of those sales numbers and I suppose what the what the series requires, especially with the Prime series. In terms of like you know resources and um, costs to develop, compared to its you know its sales turnaround. so I'm hoping that this does bring it back up. In terms of like Nintendo are start are going to start looking at this in a bit more of a positive light. Hopefully, yeah, we can only hope. Uh, Nathan, and that was only Japan's numbers, wasn't that it? That was only Japan's numbers. That's right. Yes, and it only includes uh, physical sales as well. So we do. Yes, that's correct. We don't get proper numbers until the The quarterly Q three meeting. Yeah, the quarterly earnings, which I don't. Which is soon. That's that's got to be soon. I'm gonna Google that real quick.
1: It should be probably within a couple days. I would say so. Um,
0: I think November fourth. It looks like.
1: So, right before the next podcast.
0: Yeah. So, hopefully, we can talk about that next fortnight. Because that will be really good. Because, yeah, when is November 4th? Uh, It's
1: in, like, two weeks. Yeah, on the Thursday. Yay,
0: we can talk about it.
1: That's what... I had a very specific cutoff point for where I was looking for uh, games that are coming out. And that was Mm -hmm. around the date. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Nathan, do you want to take the next one there?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, So... (laughs) As expected, uh, Monster Hunter Rise and Sunbreak has been confirmed not to have crossplay cross-save. Same thing happened with Monster Hunter World. It, they, I think they had too much trouble trying to work yeah, it out.
2: It's, it's a shame.
1: But, you know, with, if you want with the PC one, you can just mod cheats in where you basically make your character the equivalent of what you, you were in Rise. Don't Surprise. tell people that they
2: can do that. On the
1: Switch. That's illegal. but yeah if you really want to have your same character just just mod it in yeah
0: what i do like though is that the announcement was simply just a tweet in that it was very straightforward and straight to the point yeah it's like sorry we can't yeah exactly so and you like i'm just looking at the tweet now and a lot of people are like you know thank you for being transparent thank you for being honest
1: yes and they they did it before the game came out and be like oh you know we we yeah they at least said it beforehand yeah exactly which is what you want
0: thank you capcom
1: i mean they they've got a pretty good audience with Monsanto right now so they are yeah, keeping them Monsanto around.
2: monster is like their biggest franchise now so yeah it would be
1: went from went from it yeah. is 100% World sold the most games in Capcom's history.
2: Dang. Yeah, like yeah, Monster Hunter went yeah. from like Capcom's like most niche thing because it was like Japanese only for the longest time to like the biggest thing that they've ever done. Also, World has now sold over twenty million copies. Jeez,
1: that's huge. Yep.
0: I mean, it's funny because that's Nintendo numbers. Yeah, it's funny because Mega Man used to be their, you know, used to be their mascot, but not really anymore. And
1: Street Fighter, yeah,
0: and Street Fighter, it's more, it's more Monster Hunter and Resident Evil, I suppose. Mm. That's really where they where they get their money from. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, they literally put the Rapper Loss into uh, Smash Bros. for the launch.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, as of I think. I think today, uh, Chris and Jill are in Fortnite now. I don't know if that's a good thing or not.
1: (laughs) I mean, what was it? You you posted a a tweet that said, um, (laughs) like, oh, Marvel vs. Capcom, roster looking pretty tight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that that tweet hurt me so much. (laughs) It's it's the Fortnite character screen, and it's just, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, it's got, like, the Street Fighter characters, the Resident Evil characters, and, you know, Marvel characters. And, you know, Ariana uh, Grande, just because. Because Fortnite has everything Because,
0: yeah, just because. Just just because. (laughs) Uh, CyberConnect2 CEO published a letter thanking Nintendo for being the best platform holder at supporting third-party developers. So judging by a rough translation by user joseki100 on Reddit, it looks like this is about the customer service in Nintendo's sales department in providing polite and thorough responses to questions and inquiries from third parties about sales data. Which is nice to see. I mean, Nintendo were known for not playing nice with third party developers last, last, um, well, I suppose, I was going to say last generation, but normally in Nintendo's entire history they haven't played well yeah. and that can even be traced back to you know how much they uh charge for cartridges back on the their original consoles
2: oh yes like, mm-hmm. they did
0: not play nice and they refused to play nice on the nintendo 64 and there's a reason why playstation tripled it, their numbers it cost
2: them big time yeah yeah like that's like the the cartridge thing was really the main reason why final fantasy is no longer a nintendo property. exactly so
1: it's like imagine if if it stayed in Nintendo property.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it would have gone different directions. If, well, I mean, I mean, certainly it, it surely have had to, I suppose, because the audience yeah. would have been different, and they would have they would have encouraged different things from the series from the franchise. So I suppose influence in that way from fan feedback would have gone differently. Would we have had the boy band in the car? Well, who knows? But. I think this is just really encouraging to see, because it it says a lot about Nintendo's future moving forward. Yeah, and Nintendo being nice for once. For once, exactly. And I just mm-hmm. and they've proved it with the Switch and you know how well things are going there. For example, The Witcher three being on Switch. Yeah, the one thing <laughs> we keep going on to. It's it's just still so surprising. Three years later, it's just still surprising that that game is on there and runs yeah exactly and is functional you know it's unlike some
1: other games that have released recently though
0: well that's exactly right it's it's by no means the way to the right way to play the game well i shouldn't say right way because there is no right or wrong way but it's there's certainly much better ways to play the game Not the
1: most optimal way
0: that's that's a better word thank you um but the fact that it is an option is incredible and I think Nintendo are taking tremendous steps. They they've surely have had to have hired new people, uh, in the company that know a little bit more about this stuff, since the Wii U. Oh yeah, because I just feel as though they were they were stuck in their own bubble for a long time, Nintendo, and that just wasn't working out for them.
1: They've been finally forced to join the rest of the world. Yeah,
0: I wonder if that was the seeds that Iwata planted before he left. Possibly. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Jake, do you want to take the next one?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, Game Informer received a demo of Pokemon uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Uh, they've been able to explain some of the updates, which includes HMs uh, being unlocked after beating gym leaders while not requiring a Pokemon to learn the move to use them. Which is a good update, mm. because HMs were always the worst part about Pokemon especially
1: in Diamond and Pearl. Oh, yeah. When you had, like,
2: eight of them. Mm, yeah, they had so much. No longer do you require to have a Bidoof in your party at all times. Hooray! Thank God. <laughs> 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 but yeah, yeah. Clearly, like, yeah, clearly uh, Game Freak, and, well, it's not Game Freak this time around, isn't it? Like we said before. Mm, yeah. What right, else is doing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they've been trying to get away from, you know, HM's. So, like, the fact that they have to go back and kind of put them in, it's like, yeah, I understand why that they're, they're still in, but, you know, not as heavily needed.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, It's ILCA is the developer. That's it. Which is such a nothing, <laughs> it's such a yeah, generic name. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, and one of the uh, hate terms was Defog. Yeah, the mm. most
2: useless one that is being like a thing since flash like flash was so bad it got turned into a tm yeah yeah
1: (laughs) and could still be used as a hm yeah i
0: yeah and nintendo not nintendo sorry the pokemon series was struggling with gen 3 and gen 4 when it came to hms i remember gen 3 as well had i think eight hms like and i think three or four of them were water yeah, it was surf, waterfall, dive, and surf, waterfall. dive. Yeah, yeah, it was just way too many. I'm just like, ah, uh, my my water type was there was no creativity in my water
1: type Pokemon because it was just filled with HMs. Yep. Also, you know, as kids, you kind of just went, ah, oh, yep, yeah, all the water types on the water Pokemon. Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. And you're correct. There was eight as well. Yeah. That was the last time Flash was an HM. <laughs> We move on from. And then you couldn't, you know, unteach the Pokemon the move? Exactly. It's like, oh, your water type
0: Pokemon wants to learn this awesome move, but it can't because you have four HMs learnt. I was like, well, okay, never mind. Um, Jake as well, actually, do you want to take this one? Because you'd, you'd be <laughs> interested.
2: Alrighty, so Grasshopper. Yeah, the grasshopper manufacturer, you know, the studio behind No More Heroes, has been purchased by NetEase. So, for those that don't know, NetEase is a Chinese publisher that primarily works in mobile games. Hmm. And they're a little sketchy. Yeah. So, this is probably bad news.
1: A, A lot of, like... Tencent and NetEase and like those big Chinese companies are trying to branch out of China now. Mm.
2: Yeah, and it's it's aggressively,
1: yeah, aggressively.
0: I suppose for us, Nintendo fans and you know console fan, console gaming fans, I suppose I wonder what this is going to mean for the No More Heroes franchise.
2: Yeah, this this could mean either, hey, No More Mm -hmm. Heroes is disappearing again. Yeah. No, no more heroes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's coming back in mobile form. Yeah, as
0: a as a you know free to play Gacha version. Oh no! Which there's enough there's enough assassins and heroes in that series to do.
2: Oh! Uh, don't give them ideas. <laughs> don't. <laughs> God, I
0: hate Gacha so much. Same. It's just not fun. I don't, like, I, theoretically, I understand the, the appeal to it because it is like an, it's made to be an addictive system, but I just don't see the appeal because of that, because there's nothing to it. It's just, did you, did you get the right one? Nope. Try next time. And it's just like,
2: yay, fun.
0: Yeah. Or, or obviously um, pay.
2: Like, I complained about that when I reviewed the Hot Wheels game that came out the the other week. Yeah. That has gotcha elements in it. It made the game like a complete cakewalk because I got some like uber god tier car. It's like this stuff ruins every game that it's in. Yeah. Stop. But it looks good for the investors. So that's all people care about now is money.
1: Yeah. Mm hmm. Speaking of companies that care about money
2: oh we're going to there now yeah
1: <laughs> i'll I figure i'll take this one yeah. out. For it. Diablo 2 so this is not just the switch version almost all versions of it the servers are in a massive mess i'm not 100 sure if it's being fixed but as of like three days ago from recording which is so the 21st um you could not even access online
0: which is really surprising, because I, I heard that the actual game itself was pretty solid.
1: Yeah, but anything online is a mess. That's a bummer. And, like, it, uh, there's I think there was cases of people's online characters being deleted oh. in, like, this, like, <laughs> actual... It's a terrible mess. Oh, dang.
2: It's like, wow, so it's,
1: Blizzard is incompetent, what a surprise. <laughs> it's play offline, that's it. Like people have been getting refunds on this game, approved from like you know Nintendo, despite you know being playing it or whatever, because it's not offering online features because they're down, and it's like okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's
0: rough. When when Nintendo are giving you know <laughs> the irony of Nintendo giving refunds for online for shoddy online.
1: Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> And that's outside of Australia, where you know our serve, our retail like laws are really beneficial to us. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's not it's not good science, and the the franchise as well. It, it like I'm not a Diablo fan personally, but the franchise deserves more.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is kind of being kicked into the dirt the last couple of years. Well, to be fair, pretty much everything Blizzard has done is being kicked into the dirt the past couple of years. Yeah. Mm. Oh, boy. Just so sad.
1: But we won't get into that. <laughs> won't we? <laughs> I mean, we will be here for an hour longer <laughs> if we do.
2: Maybe not then. <laughs> yeah, you, you have someone who is uh, used to play World of Warcraft for like 10 years. <laughs> you don't want to open that. You do not want to open up that can of You Used to. Blends. Yeah, used to. All this crap that's happened recently finally got me to stop. That's how bad it's been.
0: Yeah, they've. Blizzard have certainly, you know, tarnished their name very quickly, which for video games
1: is very sad to see. But it's not just Blizzard, it's also Activision. Yeah, well, that is true. That's that's what people forget, like, there is also that Activision part to it, like, Blizzard's where a lot of it's coming from, but there's also, like, the story did have a really messed up part from Activision team. Yeah. But again, we won't go into that here. <laughs> it's one of the. But what we will go into is Advance Wars.
0: <laughs> yes, um, yeah, a bit of sad news about that one. Um, but Advance Wars One Plus Two reboot delayed until Q two twenty
2: twenty two. Man, this podcast so is just America like nothing is but sad news.
1: Spring and
0: autumn for us. Yeah, or- autumn for us, give or take. So expect expect around yeah. like an April or May release on that one, but it's it's sad, but you know these things happen. I think. Yeah, yeah,
1: I know. And then- I'm wondering if it it's like for the online, like they're balancing trying to com- like connect one and two, get like for online matches. Yeah, could be. I mean, development has actually been handled by WayForward.
0: Yeah. So. You know, I mean, they're they're likely getting a lot of help from you know and support from Nintendo themselves. But at the end of the day, it's an indie developer covering and making these games.
2: Yeah. And like, in the in, in hmm. the end, you still gotta you still gotta remember that infamous quote: a uh, a delayed game can be uh, better later, while a rushed game will be forever bad.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. Exactly, and we've waited this long for an Advance Wars game. We can, yeah, we can wait longer. Exactly, yeah. And the the fact that we just know that it's coming, and the series does deserve it. It does deserve to be taken seriously. You know, it it could, and it's one of the one of the reasons why I do respect Nintendo. Um, in addition to a lot of other companies, of course. But like, they they know when to delay a game, and they're not. F- Yes. They're not scared to delay games like the amount of times breath of the wild got delayed and you know that turned out to be game of the year and you know the it was the system seller for the switch in its first six months so Nintendo knows when to delay games and it it's not shy to do that and normally and that's you know in italics normally it works out for the better so again bit of a bummer but it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm very confident, and uh, way forward is a very reliable developer. Um, yeah,
1: except with Baku. I was, I was just about to
0: say that,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but like that was just that was a weird decision on the way they made
0: that game. Yeah, it was very unlike them to
1: make that kind of game as well. Cause it was like oh wait like the the DS version of like the original Buckle Gun game was really fun yeah it was I
2: I'm surprised how many hours I put into that
1: <laughs> like way way forward is
0: just like known for you know Shantae and and Metroidvania and all that and then they get tasked with Buckle Gun I'm like okay it's an it's an odd call but you know it was, it was I I find WayForward similar to Platinum Games. They you know just take licensed games and make make something out of it. And normally they don't turn too gra- out too great, but there must be some kind of financial gain for them mm. to do those kind of things. It uh, has to be. Yeah. Um, the reason why we've been talking about The Witcher Three a bit. So next bit of news: Saber Interactive, which was the team behind The Witcher Three port on Switch, has acquired Fractured Bytes. So, which was the team behind Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, uh, the port obviously to the Switch, and Smartphone Labs ported smartphone games and World War Z port, which is I think is coming out next week. Yes, it's very soon. Yeah, that that is soon. So that's great. Saber Interactive, they're they're a fantastic porting porting development studio, and yeah, clearly, yeah. <laughs> we we won't stop talking about it. That's right. So Square Enix, maybe. Consider hiring them for a few things,
1: last thing like it looks like they're boosting up to get ready to port a lot more stuff over. Woo what else could they like if you've have if like hired three of like the higher like known porting teams mm. into one team basically, you're looking at what could be like really good
2: ports coming up. Oh yeah, like I'm I'm reading this article. I had no idea about this, but uh, Fractured By also worked on the Switch ports for uh, Borderlands Legendary Collection as well. Damn, yep. that's really cool. Which is good,
0: and the Crisis Remastered Trilogy.
2: Yep. Oh yeah, too. Oh, oh this is gonna be like God tier <laughs> port team. Yeah. So this is something that could actually like go really well. Mm.
0: You know, in like, even though I'm not a fan of the series, Nathan, I think you would be happy if they worked on um, Monster Hunter World. Yeah. That's something like that. Whether, you know, whether Capcom would outsource oh, I that. Yeah, I don't
1: think Capcom would uh, release another version of it. Yeah, yeah that'd probably. be the only thing
0: stopping it. But they would be, if if yeah. any company would was to do it, it would be them. Oh, yes. What else could we see?
1: i don't. mean you could see you know some of the force awakens was it yeah force unleashed is that what it was the
2: uh yeah yeah those uh the the, the star dark color. souls yeah. star wars
1: game yeah no oh,
2: no I, i'm i'm thinking of the complete
1: uh wrong thing no that's right i was thinking unleashed <laughs> which was the wii games uh what was the i'm thinking of the dark soul one uh yeah. where it's basically jedi fallen order that's it. Yeah, I was. I, I, there's too I many was, Star Wars games. Yeah, I was thinking I can't it's like remember what the Star Killer games. <laughs> that guy. I mean, if we got those ported.
0: Yeah. There, there's a lot of games on you know on modern systems. When I say modern, like PS4, PS5, and Xbox equivalent. So there there are so m- and it's all just money just waiting to be made, and the, these porting companies that have become that have become more and more prevalent, it's just money
1: just sitting on the table for him. Hey, when it eventually comes out, get Baldur's
2: Gate 3 on Switch. <laughs> when that happens. We gotta wait for the actual PC release first. I know. <laughs> I still can't believe I brought that game, and I'm still waiting for it to be finished. Like, a year and a half later. Very sad times.
0: Um, I, <laughs> I added this one whilst we were, while we were talking earlier to the doc. Um, Nathan, I would like you to take this one if you can.
1: So, uh, Concerned Ape, the developer behind Stardew Valley, has announced his new game, Haunted Chocolatier. It is still a while away, though, he has said. Yeah, very clearly. I mean, it's, it's, he's still one person making the game, so don't expect it anytime soon.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, but. It's it's very clear that this is, you know, still a long ways away because, like, it looks exactly like Stardew Valley. Hmm. Like, he's, he's he's probably, like, working on new UI, new, like, looks for everything because other than, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm saying this as someone who has never touched Stardew Valley, so I'm probably talking out of my butt here, but, like, everything looks just like a carbon copy hmm. of Stardew Valley. it does
1: have a very similar like aesthetic but i think that's something he's going to be continuing on with like to me i see as it's defining his brand image if you see that like art style that's concerned a kind of thing Mm. especially as the game has very similar mechanics yeah but slightly different it's like it's not you know a relaxed farming you know take your break from life kind of game it's It's like, you know, make chocolate, go out on an adventure, collect ingredients, and then sell it. Capitalism.
2: Yeah, totally wasn't inspired by Charlie and the Chocolate Factory whatsoever. Not
1: at all. (laughs) (laughs) With a hint of Luigi's Mansion.
2: I can see that. But yeah,
0: so many of the assets are just reused from Stardew Valley, but I I suppose if you have those assets and they are as recognisable as they are from the stardew valley game then yeah. it kind of yeah, makes sense yes.
2: like asset reuse is fine is it's just like oh i think i'm a little concerned that it might look a bit too much like stardew valley i can see that
0: and those those concerns are definitely not unfounded by any means like it's and i'm hoping that two to five years or however long it takes um for Concerned Ape to get it out he might or they might you know tweak it as much so it does feel like its own thing, but I mean it it's it's the problem with de- potentially revealing a game too early, and yeah, yeah, whether this is the case or whether you know it's been long enough that he actually he felt
1: the pressure to show something. I think it is that I think he's he mentioned a while ago that he's working on his own thing, stargy Valley's wrapped up for now. Mm um and then it's like okay stop asking me <laughs> this is coming out eventually yeah i think that's what this is more yeah i think he probably could have showed off like a you know
0: maybe not a trailer to it maybe just like a couple of screenshots to start off with but i don't know i'm
1: not i mean it shows the games in a working order yeah
0: exactly yeah it's full it's and functional.
1: um one thing to i think what was i saw. So, one thing that might be of interest is um, with Stardew Valley, the 1.5 update, he actually sent that out earlier to mod makers, like the more known ones, so they could get into the game early and update their mods to work with it. That's cool. So, it might, you know, he might send these games early to, you know, the Stardew Valley mod makers and they might be able to have mods out really early. That's cool. I like that. Yeah.
0: Is it is Concerned Ape, like, I know that is just the one person, but is it... Yes. Does he get other developers to help out with certain things? Like, does he...
1: I don't think so. I think he does it all himself. Because, like he said, he's worked on Stardew Valley for 10 years. Mm. That is very impressive, Then, Yeah. Like, he does all the music, all, like, the art assets and everything. I think that's probably why you're going to see a lot of reused assets. Because it it cuts down a lot of time and he can just, you know, ultra as needed.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Like I said, when it's a one-man team, make the most of what you have. Yeah. Yeah, and that way more profits are left to him as well. Yes.
0: Considering, like, when a game sells millions and millions of copies, you know, that has to be split up between everyone who worked on it you know where it's
1: just that and nintendo and steam and playstation you know they get their cut as well exactly i remember going on a little bit of a tangent but i remember um
0: when i was in when i was in high school and an author like a children's author came and they were like yeah when it comes to sales i probably see like 10 cents of every sale which is, <laughs> which is so brutal, and not like, wow, yeah, and that can probably, you know, that's very much indicative of how that goes when it comes to when it comes to games as well. But like, yeah, just having the one person, yes, some of the f- sales probably went to Chucklefish a lot as well, especially yeah. in its initial, height. especially in the early mm-hmm. stage, mm-hmm. exactly. But yeah, when he went solo and distanced himself from Chucklefish, yeah, it would have gotten. He, pro- he probably got a little bit more than 10 cents for every sale. That's that's
1: what I'll say on that. The only thing I know that he doesn't do is the port of the phone. Okay. So that is out to a separate team. That makes sense. Yeah. Because uh, 1.5 hasn't come out on that yet. And like he, um, I think he did a, a tweet about it not that long ago, basically saying like, it's still being worked on. He's trying to get it out there, but like, you know, he's working with the team to get it all out as soon as possible. God, that's one busy guy. Oh, yeah. Like, every
0: single day must be, like, flat out. Yeah. I kind of want him to hire more people just for his, his his own sake. I know.
1: It It makes me think of Oda. <laughs> yeah. Work yourself into, like, sickness. Yeah. Oda, those... Yeah, I think what is he
0: like eighth now? On the best-selling authors list of all time.
1: Oh, he's the second best uh, comic series. Yeah, exactly, which is insane. Uh, I don't know about um best author overall.
0: I think I did see it. It was like he just beat J.K. Rowling, I think. Uh, let me look this up.
2: You guys talking about your nerd Japan books again? Yeah, something like that. <laughs>
1: uh here we go. He's climbed up fast, like only uh 2018 was he the twelfth best spelling, selling fictional author.
0: Uh he was okay, so he hasn't beat JK Rowling yet, but
1: he's just under it. Yeah,
0: he's on four hundred and ninety million total sales. Which 500 million is J.K. Rowling, Gilbert Patton, and Dr. Seuss. So, another 10 million more.
1: Yeah. There's there's no way he's going to get Shakespeare, though.
0: No, Shakespeare at 4 billion.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. No, Agatha Christie and Shakespeare at 4 billion. Exactly. That's max estimated. So, it's like, yeah, that's never
0: happened. Yeah. <laughs> Although, he could probably get up to like, you know, the 750s. 750 million oh, when, yeah. when all those ended. Although right
1: underneath him is Toriyama. Yeah, that's true. Kira Toriyama,
0: 438 million. Anywho, that was a bit of a tangent. Um, Nerds! <laughs> we prefer geeks or otakus.
1: Or weebs. Weebs,
0: yeah. Yeah, weeb- <laughs> weebs work. Weebus. Um weaboo which is... I think where David got the name for Switchaboo. But <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> really? I've never asked him. I did
1: not make that connection. <laughs>
0: oh. I've never asked him, but it wouldn't surprise me if that's if that's how he got it.
2: <laughs> oh, did I hear someone say Weirboo. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Says the person who did the Weirboo power hour. Hey, I'm I was making a reference to the original post <laughs> that spawned the term Weirboo. <laughs> It's a, it's literally a word that means nothing. It was just kind of grabbed and just used to describe people who like anime.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: The English language, the English language needed needed a word for otaku. That wasn't otaku. Anyways, uh, last bit of news. So the PS five has officially cut the Nintendo Switch's thirty three month MPD streak. It had a great run, thirty-three months in a row from September twenty eighteen. But I believe this is probably likely going to continue to happen, considering the PS five is starting, in quotation, starting to become a bit more regularly available. That's well, a
1: lie. If you can get it before the bots
2: do.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's very true. But like, I think that now was so close.
2: <laughs> twice <laughs> wasn't it? I'm still twice. You were so close. So mad about that i so like a few months ago i managed to actually buy quote-unquote a ps5 from amazon but it just happened to be in that weird little window where like all the stock was uh was gone but the website itself didn't update so for days i thought oh yeah i'm getting a ps5 i'm getting a ps5 and like the day it was supposed to show up at my door it's like oh yeah, sorry about that, it wasn't actually available, we've refunded your purchase. It's like, damn it, Amazon. That is a right bummer. Wasn't there one time where
1: you, uh, was it Big W, where you signed up? I I, I signed up for
2: everything, I had it in my cart, and sold out.
1: (laughs) And there was one, uh, like, early days, I think, yeah, it didn't have your information pre-saved?
2: Yep. I've been trying to get a PlayStation 5 all year. For a year, literally, because it it came out like a year ago at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, since March. I I told myself, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll wait a little bit for the initial rush to, you know, disappear. And then I'll get it. The initial rush still hasn't stopped. Nope. But yeah, that's all I got. It's still going. Yeah, it's... Uh... I want a PS5, man. I just want to play the new Ratchet and Clank. That's Let's all go. I want it for. <laughs> I still can't play it.
1: Let's have a look how much they are on eBay. A lot. 1311.50. 1300, yeah. 1300,
2: 1500, 1100. Dude, I got so desperate, I actually tried buying a PS5 from one of those scalpers. And even eBay's like, "No, this is a scalper. We are refunding your money." Oof. They did not get any of it. This is a scalper. Oof. Like... Uh... It's like, it's a mess.
0: And yeah...
1: Well, I still don't like the white version. Like, it should be black. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: And yeah, I think the PS5 sales are still comparably stronger than the PS4 around this time.
2: Yeah, which is... I would say it's weird, but, like, PS4 has been out for a very long time now. And, you know, the PS5 is, like, it it can play pretty much every PS4 game as well, so people have just made the Switch. If they could. Yeah, if they could. The, the, like, three or four people that actually have the damn console. (laughs) Uh, so that's that's it for the news there so moving up we'll head on
0: to the indie roundup so this is where we uh, highlight some upcoming indie titles that are looking to launch within the next couple of weeks and these are games that are either you know there's a lot of hype around them or even games indie games that just haven't received the uh, bit of attention that we think they deserve so opening up on 26th of october so should have launched by now uh hermitage uh, so this one we d- we discussed earlier, but yeah, it was a Hermitage Strange Case Files. So this gripping paranormal horror adventure re- uh, revolves around Hermitage, the sinister bookstore that attracts more un- uh, most unusual customers, all of whom seem to be involved in mysterious cases bordering on the p- on the paranormal. Investigate mysterious cases by taking on the role of a less than motivated bookshop owner, a former anthropology professor who, for unknown reasons, has never been seen outside of his bookstore so very much a visual novel type game with like uh, nathan mentioned with a bit of uh, phoenix Wright, lovecraft yeah yeah hp lovecraft and in terms of gameplay a bit uh, more on the uh, phoenix Wright series yeah although it it looks yeah it, it looks quite puzzle puzzle based as well um nathan can you share a little bit more on that sorry
1: yeah, it it's more just like deduction, basic deductions like oh like you know, you try and match things up into okay, so there's this connects to this and you put that and goes, Okay, that's what goes together and you've made your suspicion confirmed. Mm. It I haven't had a huge amount of time to dive deep into this, but like it, it's pretty good so far. Like again, if you like that Lovecraftian visual novel style, like definitely worth trying. It looks
0: good. It definitely looks good. It's added to my wish list, that's for sure.
1: And also has a pinboard so you can do Pepé Silvia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that should be one of its top features.
1: Yeah.
0: Next one is The Legend of Tian Ding. So this is November 1st. Uh The Legend of Tian Ding is a side-scrolling action game about Liao Tian Ding, the legendary Taiwanese folk hero. Play as Liao Tian Leo Tian Ding, vigilante of Taipei City and wanted by the colonel Japanese authorities. Rob the rich, feed the poor, and fight for justice in the streets of early early twentieth century Tape as Taiwan's legendary outlaw. So this
1: is a side scroll beat em up. With incredible artwork. Oh, oh yes, that is yeah. why I picked this because the artwork is amazing. Wow. that's yeah that looks
0: beautiful
2: yeah it says here it's uh like the artwork is uh presented in the style of a traditional Chinese manga yeah uh, yeah it 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 really is yeah
1: wow and you can also take a uh, break from the game by uh playing a board game mm-hmm. from Taiwan does it say what the board game is uh four color cards I have
0: never heard of it <laughs> That's what it says. Four color cards. Oh, oh.
2: Yeah, there it is. Four color cards. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's what they called Uno back then. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh, your, your guess is as good as mine, so you oh might be right.
1: <laughs> uh, it's it's like Rummy.
0: Ah, never played that
1: either. Never have I, but it, it's, <laughs> it's apparently the game, it's, it, it's a game of the Rummy family of card games, so it's kind of like that. Okay. If you know what the Rummy games are like. Okay. But yeah, this does look incredible.
0: I'm I'm just looking at this one screenshot and I think you probably guys are looking at it as well is where you have the uh the city like and you've got the bike there and the guy's holding up the carriage and he's running. Yeah, yeah. Like all the attention to detail there is incredible. Like especially with all the kanji characters and everything. It's very pretty. Oh, it's gorgeous. I'm going to look into this one. That's for sure. Thank you for pointing that one out to me. Uh, I thought you'd appreciate oh, it. Oh, definitely. Unfortunately, moving on, we've got—I mean, not unfortunately because this game's still amazing—but um, you get what I mean. Uh, November second, Tunché. So,
1: which is also another uh, beat 'em up.
0: Yep, another beat 'em up. So this was highlighted in a previous Indie World presentation. Um, a beautiful hand-drawn adventure awaits with five playable characters, featuring Hat Kid and a four-player couch co-op. This beat-em-up will capture your heart. chun Jie is a charming, hand-drawn beat-em-up with roguelike elements, co-op, and a pinch of shaman witchcraft. Choose one of the five characters, master their skill sets and ultimate abilities, defeat epic bosses, and unravel the secrets of the mysterious Amazonian jungle. The game is centered around high-risk, high-reward combat and a stylish grade system. Choose a hero that suits your playstyle the most and begin your journey through four different worlds, each filled with unique enemies.
1: Again, yeah. the art style. <laughs> like, it, is just it is really pretty. It kind of gets that, like, um, to me, that like 2000s Disney art like, oh, yeah, animation. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, like Treasure Planet and that, and Atlantis. Like, that was really good animation that yeah, they did back you know, then.
2: Those movies that deserved a lot better than they got. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: It's kind of like the early days of three D, but like it was still it was still very much two D. But like three D was kind of being utilized in like background assets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, how much does Hat Kid stick out in this?
2: Ah, oh, a lot, a lot. <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Hat, Kid Hat, Hat, Kid is, Hat Kid is adorable. Hat Kid is adorable, and you know, just has a really amazing game. Oh yeah, it's incredible. But this is like along the lines of like Scott Pilgrim. Get some friends and
1: play this on the couch.
0: Yeah, that that pretty much sums it up right there. Absolutely. Uh, last one is Demon Turf. So this one I know is being published by Platonic Friends. Um, it's also developed by Fabraz, who is a pretty well-known developer. I'm pretty sure he worked on Slime Sun. I could be wrong about that though. Uh, but this is a 3D platformer, which is very fitting considering that platonic is publishing it but the demon world that's also why i put it in here yeah exactly so the demon world is inhabited by all kinds of nazis most of them lumped into gangs battling for dominion each led by its own head honcho yeah even these bad dudes are no match for the demon king himself instead the task falls to beebs a young demon barely a thousand years old who decides it's time for her to kick every turf leader's butt and become the demon queen herself so this one has a I think this one sticks out the most purely for its art style. So it has Yeah,
2: this
1: one's weird. It's a mix of two D and three D.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I actually like the fact that, you know, like everything is three D except the player character. Mm. That seems like that seems like it it's gonna make uh platforming a little bit wonky, but you know. Gotta gotta play it to find out. Well that's exactly right and i mean it's it's
0: platonic so i want to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt here and it's stylistically it looks really cool oh yeah definitely it just it's like you said it 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 depends on the execution of of it that's going to be the apparently the
1: protagonist is rapping to the music like while you play cool cool Because like the second line, is like a world chock full of humor and style, which, you know, you'd expect from something Platonic has a hand in, from the music accompanied by the protagonist rapping to the colorful characters inhabiting the world. <laughs> That's pretty cool.
0: And it does have a very, um, it's kind of given me like 90s or maybe like early 2000s cartoon style as well. Yeah. To an extent. So yeah, so if you like 3D platformers, which I certainly do, this is one to potentially hold out on, but if it works out, if it turns out to be, you know, decent, it's certainly one to keep your eye on, that's for sure.
1: It looks neat. And you're right, Slime Son was neat. the game they did.
0: Yay! That could have been bad if I got that wrong. <laughs> oh no, my indie cred. <laughs> gotta, keep, gotta keep up the indie cred, man.
1: I mean you're the indie guy apparently. I kind of just fell into that. I mean you, you did a lot of research into that stuff initially. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You were doing your Kickstarter articles and stuff. Yeah, I, th- I think it was more like, you know, just
0: I acknowledged that we weren't overly big, so you know, trying to you know, trying to reach out to like-minded people. Was was yeah. the main thing, but then I kind of got to learn, you know, their process behind things, and I don't know. It it makes gaming a bit more, uh, a bit more human. I suppose it's not just yeah. a corporate thing. It's you know people who just have passion for video games like we do, but mm. you know have skills.
1: Like drop bite bear.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Craig from yeah drop air bite bites. He's he's fantastic and that that got showed off at egx i'm pretty sure recently uh i want to say former writer at this point james um he <laughs> uh, he um yeah he got to interview a lot of the people behind that and got to actually go hands-on with the game for the first time and he oh. he's saying that's it's a new it's a new fallout it's a new boulders gate it's up there and it's it's if you're into that genre which I don't mind that genre, but like, yeah, Broken Roads is going to be a huge. Oh, I'm I'm actually excited for it. Yeah, and Team Seventeen are publishing it now as well. Yeah, yeah
1: that that was recently uh, updated, wasn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah, th- yeah, it was about a month or so ago. So it's yeah, it's twenty 20- and
1: so so we've lost our exclusive uh, news updates. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we did, but oh well, good on them. I'm very I'm very happy for them, and I want to see. That team get every every bit of success because they deserve it. Uh, moving on, we'll head over to the Patreon question. So this is where we do a call out for questions uh, each fortnight for you know to ask us a question. You can do it on Twitter, Facebook, over on our Discord, which you can find on our Twitter page, or obviously as the name suggests, on our Patreon, which uh, patrons do get priority access. But this one, I I think this is the most adorable thing. Um, this question comes from Nathan's son, Jace. Aww, very adorable. Um, Nathan, I think it's fitting. Do you want to read this one out?
1: Yeah, uh, what game in the Mario franchise is your favourite? That's a tough question, actually. Yeah, because, like... I, I, I thought, like, that way
2: it opens it up to the spin-offs as well. Yeah, because, like... Oh, God. Like we we, we play, <laughs> yeah we play Mario games like all the time, but we never really think it's like hmm, which one's actually like the best one. His favorite, because he said it,
1: uh, Mario Odyssey.
0: I mean it's it's a great pick.
1: Yeah, right. it, he can, he can finish that himself.
0: That's a, that's very impressive. Yeah, I put it on like, like what, the assist
1: four, mode. Right? Uh, he's five in December. Yeah that's incredibly impressive yeah I put it on the assist mode like like when he was (laughs) 4 and like yeah he can do it because like all it does is bobble you back up and you have a bit more light so it's not that bad yeah but like yeah he he can do it apart from maybe a couple of the harder boss fights wow oh good on him yeah
0: good on him that's very impressive yeah um oh I, I don't even know how to answer this like Yeah, what was what
2: was the Mario game I played a lot?
0: I really don't want to think about all the spin-offs, Nathan. <laughs> 'Cause it <they're> just <laughs> I mean
1: uh, I was leaning towards strikers charged.
2: Yeah, stri- Strikers is good. Strikers because that is, is just really a good. really <laughs> solid. I'm game. still bummed out that the uh uh the Mario wrestling game that they were uh that, that team was going to make got cancelled. Uh that would have been so cool. <laughs> Oh Yeah, yeah if, you, if you didn't know, that's a thing. That was a thing that was going to happen. Like, not WWE wrestling, but, like, actual yep. wrestling.
0: It depends, like you said, it, it depends on whether you do lean towards the, the spin-offs, because there are just so many different, you know, it just opens up a can of worms, goes from 1 to 100, but... I mean, Mario is missing. <laughs> uh...
1: <laughs> Can't
0: forget about that, Jim. Might not quite be in the top 5, but maybe
1: top 10. Also, Paper Mario Thousand to Your Door.
0: Yeah, the Paper Mario series. There's just so much to unpack. Um, personally, you I'm... you count
1: Smash Bros.
0: Well, that's it. Like if he's in it, does it count? That's that's where I would say no. Personally, I would too. But like that's the can of worms that we're discussing here. I yeah, suppose.
2: Yeah. W- would you count that? Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but uh that basketball game where he like cameoed in. Yes, I would. <laughs> Actually, no.
1: The It's not just him. It's a lot of Nintendo characters. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was was Mario Mario... 3 on 3.
2: No, no. Wait. Yeah, Mario Hoops 3 on 3. No, you're thinking of the DS game. Yeah, there was another one on GameCube, I think it was. There was another one? Yeah, yeah, it had multiple ports, but the GameCube port had Mario, Luigi, and Peach as playable characters for a 3 on 3. Yeah. I I wouldn't count that. (laughs) 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 But I would count Mario Hoops 3 on 3. Oh, yeah, because that is a Mario
1: game. That just happens to have Final (laughs)
2: Fantasy characters in it.
1: The Black Mage, Cat and uh, a mogul.
0: Yeah, Mm. because it was developed by Square Enix, which is bizarre. Yeah. I think I would go, you know, with 3D platformers being my bread and butter, I think I would have to stick with the 3D platformer. Um, It would be very close between 64 and Odyssey.
1: I would lean Odyssey and 3D platformer.
0: Yeah, and I would say 3D World is quite high up there. I 3D really 3D World is also good. Mm, I really enjoy 3D World, and I really want to. I still haven't got it, but I really want to get it for Bowser's Fury because I still haven't played that. It's not bad, honestly. Yeah, I've heard fantastic things about that. Yeah. But I think for nostalgia's sake, I'm gonna go 64 because fair. I can pl- I, every bit of that is just so iconic to both myself and the series yeah. as a whole. See. It it is the cop out answer, but I'm gonna go sixty four.
2: Yeah, well a lot of people would say sixty four to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Personally for me, when it comes to spin offs, I'd probably say Mario Kart DS. Oh, that good. is good. Mario- the mission mode on that. Yeah, Mario Kart DS mainly because like it has, you know, the most uh like the highest skill ceiling, I'd say. Mm, out of snaking, yeah, this is, snake drifting is ridiculous. But uh, when it has uh, when it comes to like mainline Mario games, Mario three. Yeah, Best. that's yeah. that's a that's a very good choice because I I I love Mario three. Mario three was my first game, I believe. If I oh, remember wow. correctly, yeah, cause, it was one of my first ones. Yeah, yeah, because like it, my dad, despite never playing video games so somehow he had a original nintendo mm-hmm. yeah he had mario 1 and 3 and a bunch of random games i've still never heard of tilted uh till this day <laughs> and yeah i enjoyed mario 3 the most
1: that's really cool that is a great yeah, game. i did similar
2: thing with my uh my great nan.
1: she had mario mario 3 i think she had duck hunt Mm, not sure. she had a few games so all the kids will come over yeah yeah.
0: Can we got a nan she got yeah she has Nintendo
1: yeah <laughs> what was did we decide yours oh sorry Nathan did you say your favourite uh, I'd say in mainline I would probably actually say Odyssey Ah, oh, that's right yeah, yeah, yeah good.
2: O- Odyssey is good yeah Odyssey is
1: again o- Odyssey is <laughs> really really well done I need to replay that, I reckon. Yeah, so. It's worth it. And, like, it's actually kind of fun going through it when you know what to do. Like, the movement in that game is really precise and fun. Yeah,
2: that really is the best part about Mario Odyssey is, like, ridiculous movement.
1: Mm hmm. Like, just seeing a speedrun of that game is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I think they
0: did have. I think uh... they did part of the Nintendo World Championships with Super Mario Odyssey speedrunning.
1: Oh yeah, that was not long ago, wasn't it? Yeah, last week where the online failed. <laughs> in oh, Smash no. Bros. <laughs> it's, wow. Sorry, it, it, I
0: think it was actually before the one I'm thinking of is before the game actually launched.
1: Ah, uh, okay, yeah, there was one, uh, like a couple of week, like last week or something, where the online crashed in oh, the Smash Bros. Yeah. Tournament.
2: That was funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Uh, in terms of spin-off I might actually go 1000-year uh, door honestly. That's also a very good choice. Yeah. That uh, that like really solidified that RPG love for me. Yeah, I can see that. What
0: would I do if t- in terms of spin-off? I don't even know. Does do we are we counting Luigi's Mansion?
1: Yeah, that's part of the
0: Mario franchise. In which case maybe Luigi's Mansion 3.
1: You gave that a really high score on Game of the Year, didn't you?
0: I didn't rev- yeah, I didn't review it because we didn't get a code, unfortunately. But yeah, we oh. gave it we gave it Game of the Year. Where which is where you know, when I say we gave it Game of the Year, it was mostly just me back then.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I gave it Game of the Year. But officially Swishaboo did. Uh, they were simpler times. <laughs> but now more have t- got a complex system <laughs> but much more difficult times where I was doing most of the work myself so yes i will t- i will take the team and make game of the year a little bit more a ch- little bit more difficult than than the alternative that's for sure yes <laughs> um in terms of spin off yeah yeah it would be Luigi's Mansion 3 like i said or yeah. i mean or the original Paper Mario I've got
1: a lot, which of fun is also another solid option.
0: Yeah, a lot of fun memories of that. We both rated that pretty high on
1: our um, Nintendo 64 list. Yeah, I think I put it third from memory, maybe a little bit less. Which reminds me, I need to do my GameCube list. <laughs> hey, I've done mine. I have not had time. <laughs> yeah, I've still got five more to
0: go, and I've still got to think about that. That one will record later because that's not until November. I'm still working through the. Nintendo 64. I'm up to 12th in terms of like editing.
2: Hey, so yeah, halfway point.
0: That's it. So hopefully, I should have the next one up by the time this episode is up to patrons. Yes. Uh, Jake, did you uh, can you think of your favorite spin off Mario game?
2: Yeah, it was uh, uh, Mario Kart DS. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And damn,
0: that's a great game. I that's that was my year twelve. I played, I played that a
2: lot. It was so good. Yeah, like the fact I think that I... you could play it like wirelessly without uh without even having the game. It was the well. future. Yeah, but you had to be shy guy. Which which is funny because I actually choose shy
0: guy when I'm not my me character. Because <laughs> I choose my and I'm just gonna I'm gonna preface this. I choose my me character when I play online. Because it's kind of like representing myself the way I think about it, yeah, the
2: way I play. Yeah, self-insert. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're part of the Mario universe now. Exactly, I, I am... am Mario.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you could do the uh, the custom like logos on the car as well.
2: Yeah, you could. Yeah, and of course, you know that game coming out when we we're teenagers. Of oh, course, yeah. we'd draw inappropriate things. <laughs>
1: I I saw a few Batman symbols. That's
2: quite PG
0: of it of them. Yep,
1: <laughs> yep. That's why I I, I try to.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know exactly what you were doing. Yeah. All right, and moving on. So we got everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Name that game. Again, uh,
1: Alex's favorite part.
0: <laughs> everyone's favorite part of the game. Every f- favorite part of the podcast. It's a great part. Everyone loves it. So, name that game. <laughs> He's trying if to you're...
2: convince himself at this point. Uh, it's, it's, it's a slow process.
0: <laughs> so, this game, if you're unfamiliar with um, with name that game. So, I have a game. These guys have to guess it. They have five guesses to do so. Uh, two of them, they have to use before hint six, two before hint ten, and one final Um, one final guess after the final hint. They have two lifelines. Uh, First, they have to use the yes or no question, uh, then followed by the Switchaboo lifeline, which dropped the ball again, unfortunately, so this one is is as well provided by myself. And um, I think that's about it. I've been getting better at explaining this. Oh, and no Googling or, you know, any search engines of any kind or looking at your Switch. Or or the
1: Switch. (laughs) Or the Switch. Cheetah. Although, although last time we you uh, didn't uh, exclude Ask uh, Jeeves. <laughs> yeah, Shut
0: that's why up. I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I now say any search engine. I've learnt from mistakes. It's only taken 21 episodes. So this game launched on Nintendo Switch in October 2019. The Switch version has a 76 on Metacritic. There was once some hesitance from the developer about getting this on Switch, it's published by Humble Bundle Games, and had a Kickstarter campaign and reached its goal within the first two days.
2: No clue. (laughs) Humble Bundle Games. Yeah, like, personally, I don't actually pay attention to Humble Bundle, so... Like, anything published by Humble Bundle Games is might as well. I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, the last time I paid attention to Humble Bundle, they did the Pathfinder 2E, um like, bundle. Oh, surprise. Surprise. Of course, that's the last time you paid attention to Humble Bundle. Hey,
1: you got, like, a whole bunch of stuff and the physical book for
2: 60 bucks. It's pretty good. Last time yeah. I did anything with Humble Bundle, it was when they were giving away a whole bunch of, like, editing programs. So I got Sony Vegas for like 20 bucks. Nice. That was really good.
0: <laughs> humble Games do, they publish a lot of games. Yeah, it doesn't though. help
1: when you say Humble Games.
0: Yeah, it really doesn't. <laughs> but like, one that's, I mean, are they t- owned by Amazon now or something? I have no idea. But, th- I mean, it's obviously not this game, but like, they publish Slade Aspire. So they and they they've published oh, some God. huge
1: games. I don't think
2: Hand of Fate had anything to do with them. Mm. So yeah, twenty nineteen, published mm-hmm. by Humble Bundle, did decently 70- well. Yeah, did decently yep. well. Uh, score wise, there was some hesitance towards the port. another uh, not the port. It was just. Um, yeah, about
0: getting on Switch, the, the Switch port. Yeah, about, yeah, alright. And Kickstarter campaign reaches the goal within the first two days.
2: That's right.
0: Yeah, still
1: nothing.
2: <laughs> I can't even remember the before times. <laughs> I love that's just how we refer to it now. <laughs> the before the times. The before times. <laughs> What came out in 2019? See, when you said the... the...
1: didn't think it would come made me think of Witcher 3, but I don't think Humble Bundle had anything to do with that. Then wasn't that 2018?
2: I was about to say, I think that was 2018. Yeah. So yeah, I got nothing. I'm going to need a bit more information. So, unless Um... you have any ideas... I'm just like, throw two things out, see how we
1: go. Do it. Something, I'm thinking, what would be graphically intensive? I know it's not THPS, because that was this year. Uh, you know, let's let's just throw it out, Witcher 3. <laughs> no. <laughs> Screw it, why not? I mean, it's better burning it than throwing it away. Yeah, true. Because it 100% gets rid of it. Uh, You're not wrong.
2: There's a goddamn helicopter right above my house right now. Yeah, I can hear it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be fun to edit. (laughs) You wouldn't be able to hear it on the microphone. Maybe. I
2: I, can can see it picking up on the mic a little bit. (laughs)
1: It's not picking up on mine so it's definitely closer to you. Yeah. Sounds like it's going away now. Yeah. Good thing this is the section where you cut half of the, the <laughs> Yeah, you, you cut, know, cut
2: like <laughs> half hour worth of humming and ahhing.
1: And then getting sidetracked and talking about something else Yeah, that to yeah. Start to- <laughs> mm.
2: Well uh, What could it be? If we're going to just throw out random stuff I know this isn't like, it, but I think this is the only thing I can think of that was roughly 2019, Saints Row the 3rd. Do you want to go with that? Yes. It's not. Yeah, I didn't think so. Alright, give us the next close.
0: So, it was developed in Unreal Engine 3, goes for $30 on the US eShop, is also out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One, and was once slated for Wii U. And the DLC for the game was called Death Wish.
2: Oh, that sounds familiar.
0: Darksiders 3? Again, are you going with that? I'd go with it. (laughs) Yes? It's not Darksiders 3. Damn. That came to Switch last month.
2: Really? Really? Could have sworn it was years ago. On (laughs) other consoles...
1: Huh. Odd. I, again, I could have sworn it was ages ago as well.
2: That's why I thought yeah, maybe is...
1: Darksiders 3, because that's, like, was it, that's pestilence, isn't it?
2: Yeah. like but This is annoying, because I have played so many different games with DLCs that are called Death Wish. <laughs> like, PD2 had a DLC that added Death Wish difficulty. <laughs> so... Oh, yeah, I still have no clue. That's the thing. It's just this Death Wish is one of those terms that is, like, in gaming is, like, used a lot. So it's Mm kind of hard to, you know, just pinpoint. This is going to be one of those ones that, like, when we hear it, it's like, oh, it was so obvious. Duh. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) any ideas nathan
1: i am lost i have no idea i'm like what do you want me to read out do you want me to read out the hints again uh
0: yes uh launched on nintendo switch in october 2019 the switch version has a 76 on metacritic there was once some hesitance from the developer about getting this on switch published by Humble Bundle Games. Had a Kickstarter campaign and reached its goal within the first two days. Developed in Unreal Engine 3. Goes for 30 US, uh, $30 US on the eShop. Is also out on PC, PS4 and Xbox One and it was once also slated for Wii U. And the DLC for the game it was called Death Wish.
1: Hmm.
2: You've also got your lifelines. Yeah, I've got nothing gonna drive me crazy
1: we have to do the yes or no question first and if we can't think of anything it's
2: like oh what is it this is bugging me this is actually bugging me i might need to use a lifeline you okay with that nathan yeah i'm happy with it is it a shooter no then i have absolutely no idea what it is (laughs)
1: Well, if that's the case, we can uh, then use the lifeline
0: of the Switchiboo lifeline, mm-hmm. which is this is a game from my
2: favorite genre.
1: So it's a three D platformer. Three
2: D platformer, Death Wish. It was a three D platformer that had Death Wish DLC. Humble, humble. Okay, 3D platformer. Ukulele's not... Yeah, it was kick-started
1: relatively quickly. That implies indie. Mm-hmm. There's also Humble Bundle Games implies indie. But... Yeah. <laughs> um. Mm. I'm just waiting for the penny to drop. I mean, I might have not have played the game, so... It's
2: not going to drop for me if it is yeah, there's, you know, there's, something there's, I haven't played. <laughs> there's a chance it's one of these games that we've never heard of. You're like, oh, have you not heard of this game before? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for it. What are the names of the DLCs for Hat and Time?
1: I haven't played it, so I wouldn't know.
2: I know one of them's Nyakuza. There was one...
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, it's nice.
2: yeah, funny. There was one of them that had something to do with, like, a sailing or sea pun. I can't remember if there was a third.
1: You can just say it. Is it a hat you get the last clue? Yes.
2: It was? Yep. Huh! (laughs) Of course, the one DLC I couldn't remember is the one that was the clue. (laughs) Of course
0: Uh, Hint number 10 Was a piece of attire Plays a pivotal role In the game
2: God damn it (laughs) You got it I I've never been So annoyed That I Won something (laughs) The fact that I put like Twin
0: Che in as well I was was And that's what I was Thinking as well And I actually didn't Do that on purpose I didn't realise Hat Kid was in Twin So like, and when I looked at the screenshots and I saw Hat Kid, I'm like, oh no, (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna get it really quickly because it's fresh in their minds. Apparently not. (laughs) No, I haven't played the game, so I know. But like, it's come up in in like you know in conversation within the episode. Yeah, but like a lot of the game though. Yeah,
2: that and like a lot of the uh, the hints you get is like, oh, it costs this much online. It's like, yeah, that's gonna help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that is a that's a hint of like.
0: Okay. Well, I figure it's like, it's not a, you know, it's not a triple A release or it's not like, but like $30 for an indie game is still a bit on the more expensive side. So it's... True. True. You got to think a little bit more about these hints. You can unravel them. There's more info. That's what or I think. Or is anyways.
1: there?
0: I mean, in this case, yes. But that was... Totally not enough. <laughs> that was not enough, but that was... Uh, name that game and this is the end of episode 21 of the switch me podcast so thank you another everyone. long one another long one uh i th- I think these are just average now
1: i think that's again when we're doing two weeks uh in between episodes makes sense yeah there's that a lot of talk a lot <laughs>
2: <laughs> even when you only have three games yeah yeah sure as you you can't put limiters on me yeah <laughs> also can't also,
1: we haven't, done, we haven't done a, a Jaxic rant yet. No, we haven't.
2: I don't even know what I could rant about without, you know, giving any kind of prompt. <laughs> Have a think. Have a think. It, it's, like, it's like asking a comedian, tell me a joke.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That is a very good point. Or well, here's me trying to think about, you know, how can I cut it down a little bit? And I just think it's almost inevitable in this case. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But, but to th- be honest, I prefer the like you know your hour and a half, two hour long
2: ones. God damn it! He's trying to finish the podcast. Let him finish. Let me finish it. <laughs> no, not gonna
1: let you finish.
2: Thank you, everyone, for, for listening to, to episode. <laughs> I can edit shut this out. Nathan, shut up. <laughs> I know
0: how to edit it out. I know how to silence people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode twenty-one of the Switcherby podcast. Um. Obviously, follow us on our socials, so on Facebook is at Switchaboo, Instagram at Switchaboo, Twitter at switchaboo News. which pinned to the top of that Twitter uh, Twitter account is the Discord channel, where you can go and chat with us and get updates on our, on our news and just what we've been doing. You can also submit our Patreon questions over there, which is quite fun. Um, we also, speaking of, we do have our Patreon, so patreon.com slash switchaboo. For just $1 per month, you can get this podcast two to three days early. And you have our YouTube channels, so youtube.com slash switchaboo and youtube.com slash I finally changed those URLs so they are active now. Hooray. Yay. Nice. But thank you, everyone, for listening, and remember to have fun. Enjoy. See ya.